Hey, RCC family, welcome to RCC at home. My name is Danny. And my name's Natasha. Listen, we have had so many new people here at RCC, and it's amazing. We are so excited to celebrate today all that is happening here at RCC. If, if you're one of those people, if you're new here, if you were in person, we would have these cards for you to fill out. But in the description box below, there's a link that you can click and fill out an online version of our red cards here. And that is just a really great way for you to get connected to RCC as a family and community and to get more information about all the things happening here at RCC. Yeah, online family, we love to hear from you just as much as we love to hear from the people in person. You are just as much a part of this church family as yes. everybody else. So mm -hmm. also what you need to know is this Sunday is really special. We are celebrating Celebration Sunday. Mm -hmm. What that means is we're taking time to celebrate our church family that God has given us here, and we're going to do that by hearing a faith story and taking part in communion together. So you can expect that in today's service. Yes, and it really is a celebration of all that God is doing here in the Ripon community, and we're really excited about it. Another huge celebration that we have coming up is our third Green Lake Conference Center service. That's right, Green Lake Conference Center outside. Enjoy God's beautiful creation. It's the third one of this year, and this one is our annual picnic. It's a ton of fun. We have a service that's happening with, with some awesome awesome outdoor music and a picnic afterwards and of course a celebration of people accepting Jesus into their life by getting baptized. I love it. I had an amazing baptism story and that is a great opportunity for you to maybe get baptized for yourself or to experience other people's baptism stories as well. Right now, we're going to get jump right into this weekend's message. And if you have not already, and even watched a couple of our videos, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the little bell to be notified when new videos are released. See you next weekend. Welcome to RCC at Home. My name is Erica, and I am one of the pastors here. Today, we celebrate. We are going to celebrate today our union with Jesus, and we're going to hear how he has impacted, changed, and used lives to reveal himself to the world. At the end of the service, we will also celebrate by sharing in communion together. There's a couple of things as a believer and as a follower of Jesus that the Bible tells us to do. The first is to share communion together. The second is to get baptized. And another one is to tell others about the story of Jesus and how his story has impacted your life. Each of these are essential parts of being a follower. So let me ask you a question. When you think about being a witness, what comes to mind? For me, I imagine a courtroom. But the truth is, being a witness means to tell the story about something that you have experienced, something that you have seen. Now, according to the Bible, in Psalm 107.2, it says, Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak about it. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. And in Mark 16.15, Jesus says, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Preach means to tell. So when we believe in Jesus, we get the privilege and the responsibility to be a witness. Tell others how you met him. Tell others what he's done and what he is doing in your life. Tell others stories of your hardships and how he met you there. You see, these stories and your story, they have the potential to be the greatest story you will ever tell. Why? Because your story can change lives.
just like these stories today, can change yours. So today, as you listen, I encourage you to find yourself in these stories. Well, at the same time, think about how you are sharing your own stories of how Jesus has or is changing your life. Take a look. When Kathy Rowland approached me one day after a church service and asked me if I would be interested in sharing my faith story, my response was, you might want to find someone more interesting than me. My faith story is pretty boring. Well, here I am. My name is Sally Brewer. I've been married to my wonderful husband, Doug, for 27 years. We have four amazing kids, Ryan, 20, Rachel, 22, Abby, 24, and Johnny, who's 26, and he is married to our daughter-in-law, Kate. I grew up in Oshkosh, and I'm the youngest of six kids. I love and respect my parents very, very much, and I loved everything about my childhood, except maybe one thing. Being the youngest of six in a span of 10 years is crazy for any of us to fathom. So being the only one not to be baptized um, is even harder to fathom. But I do forgive my mom and dad for that. During my childhood, I remember attending a Lutheran church now and then, but God was really never talked about in our house. I'm not even sure actually I knew who God was at that time. And looking back, I knew, I know now, he was working in me. Even way back then, I just didn't know it. In middle school, I was asked by a friend to attend a student life midweek program at a Baptist church. And I did that for a while, but the only reasons I was going was the fun games and sporting activities they had planned for us and the full-size candy bar I would get for reciting a Bible verse every time I got picked up on that school bus. Again, I'm not really sure I knew who God was. High school was also a wonderful time for me. I was a three-sport athlete, and I was very, very much a rule follower. I worked very hard, at least in sports, and I loved and respected all my coaches and teachers, at least 99% of them. After, tech, or after high school, I would move on to technical college, where I got a degree in child care and development. During that time, my sister approached me about going to her church and getting baptized. I did that, but I still can't say I had a strong understanding of who God really was and how important He would become in my life. I graduated from technical college and started teaching preschool to 13 four-year-olds. In May 1989, I met Doug, and a little over a year of dating, he would take a leap of faith and started his own heating and air conditioning business. Hours were very long and life was crazy, but it was good. Doug introduced me to his church in Rosendale, and on occasion, when we weren't too busy, we would attend a Sunday service. It wasn't until we got married and started our family that I really had the desire to attend church on a regular basis. Getting yourself up and getting ready for church is easy. Having four kids under the age of six is another story. Doug grew up having to go to church on a regular basis, so making this a priority for our family was way harder on him than me. I remember that being kind of a hard time for us. Our kids weren't the happiest at our little church in Rosendale, so when someone invited us to RCC back around 2006 or so, we jumped at the opportunity, and I'm so thankful we did. I felt like we all needed something more than what we were getting. God's timing was perfect. Little did we know that we would need this church and the people who went there. In 2009, our daughter Abby was diagnosed with an eating disorder. It was a very, very dark time for our family. I knew God somewhat at this point, but I still didn't know him enough. 
I remember passing Abby's bedroom on many occasions, seeing Doug and her on their knees praying. We got through this difficult time thanks to many people praying for our family. Then, March of 2011, I received a phone call saying that my brother had committed suicide. One of the hardest things I've ever had to endure. At that time, Doug and I were involved in a community group at RCC, and thank goodness we were. The people in that group definitely helped us through that tragic time. And I know in my heart that if my brother would have been in a, had a church family like we did, he would still be here today. Through that time, I felt so much closer to God, maybe because I talked to him and prayed so much. I remember at times apologizing for talking to him so much and taking away time that maybe other people needed him as well. He was becoming more and more important to me each day. Fast forward to August 2019, we attended the church picnic and baptism at the Green Lake Conference Center. I watched and was intrigued with everyone being baptized that day. I remember Pastor Mike made the last call for anyone else wanting to do it. Sometimes you're here and you realize, I believe in Jesus, I'd like to get baptized. That's okay if you want to. The only thing that's required for a person to be baptized is belief in Jesus. So, is there anyone right now that would like to come forward and get in on today's baptism? I remember looking over at our oldest son, Johnny, and his wife, Kate. They knew the Holy Spirit was working in me and asked if I was interested. I said, I can't do it. I have my regular clothes on. I had no plans of being baptized that day until I got that permission and push from Johnny and Kate that I needed, and I decided to do it. I can't even describe it, but I've had such a sense of peace from that day on. I have the assurance knowing that Jesus is leading my life. That day, two years ago, I just needed that permission and a push. Maybe you need that permission and push too. I often wonder how people live without God in their life. That's a discussion Doug and I have very often. I recently talked to someone having a hard time and told her about my faith. I invited her to have Jesus in her life and attend RCC service. I've been so blessed and I have seen God work in so many ways. I want her and all of you to experience the same thing. I'm going to end with a verse, one of my favorites, and I don't see any full-size candy bars in front of me, so I'm just going to read it. So it's from Romans and it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for being brave and sharing your story with us today. We are going to now share in communion together. So hit pause, get something to eat and drink, and then come back. Welcome back. You know, when I was a little girl at my church, my grandma was the one who got the bread and the grape juice ready. I would love to help her. It seemed like an honor to me. We would pour the juice in the little small cups and I would help her arrange the bread on the gold plate. And we had to be really careful we didn't get our fingerprints on it. And she would set it up front neatly with a beautiful white lace doily. And after the service, I would then help her clean all of those little glass cups. The church I attended, they welcomed anyone who wanted to participate in communion, even kids. So I began taking communion at a very young age, and I always took the privilege very seriously. Not to mention, we had a really good pita bread and Welch's grape juice. And I didn't get that fancy stuff at home, so that was a thing. But 
I remember at one point thinking when I was little, am I really eating Jesus' body and drinking his blood? Because if this is true, he must be as good as the Bible says because he tastes good too. Like, I know that sounds a little crazy and a little silly, but I wanted to share that with you because for so many, communion is something that a lot of us feel uncomfortable about. Maybe you grew up in a church that had a bunch of rules to follow in order to take it, or you'd visit a church and you didn't feel comfortable, you didn't know what to do. Or maybe you just don't feel worthy. Maybe you struggle to know whether you should even take it in the first place. Wherever you are in your faith journey, I want you to know this today, that you, you are welcome at this table. You know, the Greek word used to describe communion is called Eucharist, which means to give thanks. Even the word communion is a good word. It implies that you are communing with God, that you are relating to him, that you are enjoying his company, reveling in his love and mercy for you. I think you would agree with me that there's only good in that, enjoying in his company, relating to him. I think we can all do that. Taking communion is really just saying yes to Jesus, saying yes to his sacrifice and the grace he offers. Maybe as you're listening today, you have been trying to hold all of the pieces of life together on your own, and it just keeps falling apart. Here's what I want you to remember. The first step in being put back together is admitting that you're broken, because we all are. And Jesus, Jesus is the only way, the only one that can make us new. If you've ever said yes, or if you've never said yes to the grace that God offers to us in Jesus, now's your opportunity. You can do it right here and right now because God loves you and he accepts you as you are, no matter what you've done or how you've fallen short. So I want you to take a minute and I want you to think, what are the things you need to release to God today? What are the things you wish he could take control of in your life? your fears, your anxieties, your habits, your failures, your addictions, because God's grace is right here waiting for you. The Bible tells us in Corinthians 11, and it says, you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. Because if you eat the bread and you drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. God is always ready to forgive. So right now, I want you to honor him by being honest. Take a few minutes and talk to God as you prepare yourself to share in communion together.
As we receive the bread and the juice into our bodies, we are taking Jesus and we're receiving him in our lives. Now, in the Bible, it talks about this Last Supper that Jesus had with his disciples. And it tells us exactly what he said. And it's found in Matthew chapter 26. And it says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and he blessed it. And he broke it into the pieces and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and eat. This is my body. So right now, pick up your bread or your cracker or your cookie or whatever it is that you have. And know that the body of Christ has been broken for you. Take it and eat. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks to God for it. And he gave it to each of them and he said, drink from it. This is my blood. It confirms the covenant between God and his people and is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Do this in remembrance of me. So whatever you have, take it now because the blood of Christ has been shed for you. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for the gift of your son. Thank you for the sacrifice that you made on our behalf. Thank you for this time that we have together to share in communion, to remember his body that was broken for us and his blood that was shed for us. Lord, no matter where we are, thank you for being with us on this journey. Help us to continue to take steps with you to grow, to share our stories, and to love you more and to love other people even more too. We love you, God, and we thank you so much for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. In the beginning of the service today, I said that there are a couple things as a believer and a follower of Jesus that the Bible tells us to do. On August 1st, we will be celebrating with baptism. We'll have a worship service, baptisms, and then we're gonna share in a potluck picnic together as a family. So today, I wanna encourage you, if you haven't been baptized or if you were as a baby, consider it for yourself. Talk to God about it. Because baptism, what it does is it declares that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. It's a public confession of your faith in and your commitment to him. personally was baptized as a baby and a few years ago I chose to get baptized myself. It was not an easy decision for me honestly. I thought well I was as a baby that's good enough but God kept nudging me and I kept listening and I have to tell you it was an amazing and holy experience for me and my whole family 
So if you have any questions or this is something that you're, you want to consider, you can talk to any one of us on staff. You can email Pastor Sam, like I said, or any one of us too. We are happy to help you on this journey and answer any questions you may have. It was amazing to celebrate with you today. I hope this was a time of worship, reflection, and celebration for each of you. Have a great week. 2 Corinthians 9.6 says that God loves a cheerful giver. It goes on to say that when you are generous with others, he will be generous with you. When we look at all that God has given us like it's, like it's a gift, it, it changes the way we see what we have. It can actually then be a joy to give it back to him because we're grateful for what he's given to us. You also need to know that when you're generous with your finances here at RCC, you're not only honoring God, but you're also helping to support the mission and ministries of RCC. The easiest way for you to give would be to simply visit rccsunday.com. From, from there, you can set up a reoccurring gift. It can be weekly or monthly. It can be through your bank account or a debit card or a credit card. Also, feel free to drop off a check at our downtown location at 155 State Street. There's a mail slot in the front entrance and you can drop it off right there. Keep up the awesome work and remember to be the church this week.